everybody, Luke McElroy from Mess Performance Consulting. Welcome back to another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast. Got Nick with me again today. We're going to go uh, into a training session. Now, specifically today, it's not going to be a, a, an exact session, but it's a type of training. So what we're going to talk about is low cadence work on the bike and what effect that has on our physiology. So when I say low cadence work, it could be a five-minute effort. It could be a two-minute effort. It could be a 20-minute effort up the one in 20, up the Danny Nongs. And, and what we're doing is holding a sub-maximal workload. So something, let's say your FTP is 300 watts and your VO2 max power is 360 watts. You might be going up the one in 20, so 20 minutes, say a 20 minute repeat and maybe 270, 260. We're looking sub-threshold or threshold or below. Okay, so it's not a maximal stimulus. sub say 20 minutes on at low cadence of maybe 50 to 70 somewhere there rather than normal 80 to 120 or whatever you cycle at. Uh, 120 is probably high, um, and repeating that and what effect that has on performance. So if we, I'll throw it over to you, Nick. Um, we, we obviously, the first thing we need to figure out is what is the goal or context of this session? Um, what are your thoughts on the goals of low cadence work and what might you do differently rather than on the bike? Yeah, so from, from my perspective and probably looking at it more from, I guess, a bit more of an S&C background coming into it rather than like a, a cycling first perspective i sort of look at it and go well the point of the point of a low cadence if you think about what you're going to be doing is ultimately you're increasing your force output through the pedals given that we're, we're trying to produce probably a particular power so if you're climbing up the one in 20 or, or, or going through an interval whatever power you're producing if you've got a low cadence we to create that power you're going to inevitably have to have a higher resistance or, or changing your gearing which is going to mean you're applying more force through the pedals. So from that stimulus, it's like, well, what are we trying to achieve out of that? Are we trying to just get the legs stronger and be able to push the pedals harder per, um, per I guess, pedal stroke? If so, I would, I would personally look at it more and go, can we achieve that stimulus in a, a bit more of an effective way and, and increase the ability to produce force even further by doing something like jumping in the gym and maybe squatting or um, getting on a leg press and, and being able to significantly increase that load so that we can dramatically improve the force, the force production. It's a much more, I guess, controlled environment in that aspect as well, that um, we only have the force output to worry about. We don't have to worry about staying upright in the bike and um, other variables, external environment uh, variables going on around us as well. And we can be a bit more targeted in, I guess, the neuromuscular adaptation and, and how well we recruit, muscle fibers if you like or, or the muscles themselves to then be able to contract and produce greater force i think there's probably a lot more scope that we can we can use from a gym perspective but i can i can also understand in terms of on the bike we're, we're then looking at well how how specific do we want to make our training and maybe practicalities of at the moment with lockdowns and and things like that it's if you can't get to a gym well maybe that's our our better option if you don't have the equipment at home to be able to do that that strength session so that's sort of where i sit on that that end of the spectrum i know people come from that pure cycling background might be a little bit um different to that but that's just i guess difference of of learning and an opinion on on how to approach things to get to the same outcome um but that's sort of where i sit in terms of the low cadence stuff i i, I personally think there's probably some better methods that we could use off bike and then maybe target our on bike work to be a little bit more specific around um, what, what, are, what are our cadences that we're going to be riding at, say for a road race or a crit race or, or, or focus on that side of things and the, the improvement of our physiology there rather than um, the, the low cadence stuff that could be done in another, another time. Yeah, I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. And I've probably changed my views on this a little bit 
um, of late. In, in, I, can, I see benefits of both in gym versus on bike, depending on you know, your time availability and things like that. You look at a, you know, even a, a serious amateur athlete could be doing nine sessions a week. Um, and if you can sort of almost double up in a sense uh, by doing low cadence work on the bike for the purpose of improving your muscular endurance, it's better than not doing the gym session. Um, but yes, could it be done better in the gym potentially? So I, I guess it comes back down to the goal of this session and why would somebody do like low cadence work? And so, so what is the goal? Are we trying to improve aerobic power? Is it muscular endurance? Is it muscular power? Is it muscular strength? What is the goal? And for mine, it's, it's anecdotally people are like, I want to feel stronger. I want to feel my muscles contracting reasonably forcefully for a long period of time, because if I can do that for two hours, then I'm not going to get that muscular fatigue that I feel on the back end of a, of a long ride. Um, so anecdotally, that's what people are saying. So if, if we break down the physiology, um, there is research out there to suggest that the higher cadence, therefore lower resistance, um, that is going to have a higher oxygen consumption or higher oxygen demand. So that means that's going to be a slightly better aerobic stimulus by doing the, the higher cadence work. So when we want to do the lower cadence work, really what we're trying to achieve here is a muscular endurance stimulus. We're not going to get quite as good at an aerobic power stimulus look i'm talking a couple percent you know less than five percent so it's still good but not as good as higher cadence um but the added benefit is that we get a muscular endurance stimulus now i wouldn't do low cadence work to try to improve especially if you say fep is 300 watts we're going up the hill at 260 270 you're not going to do low cadence work to improve your overall muscular strength or your overall muscular power you're specifically targeting local muscular endurance like that's it so i guess the goal is to, if the goal is to pr primarily improve our muscular endurance, which method do we want to, to go down to, to improve that? Now, option A is the bike, and that's what we're doing. We're doing, the, we're doing our low cadence intervals for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, getting a lot of repetitions at a fairly high resistance, but nothing towards max, and getting a good local muscular endurance uh, stimulus. The other option on the bike would be to go, all right, well, let's do our maximal effort stuff. Let's do five seconds six seconds, seven seconds at, uh, make sure your knees are okay, but yeah, maybe a reasonably low cadence, but really having high force output, maximal effort. Um, you could also do that in the gym. So option option 2A, 2B is do that in the gym. You could just go and do a, a bunch of whatever, leg press, squats, single-legged stuff to get the endurance stimulus, which you know, I'd argue you probably could almost do on the bike better because you could do it for 20 minutes at a time. You're not going to do 20 minutes worth of step-ups, for example. But then on the flip side, again, what do we do in the gym? We could focus on our maximal strength maximum power output stuff so five six seconds you know one two three reps of our uh, you know, 100 or 95 to 100 percent of rep max so long as we're able to do that we're competent in that sort of movement um so i guess what i'm saying is here if we want to improve our muscular endurance are we better off doing improving our maximum strength therefore let's say right now um we go on the bike our maximum power output is a thousand watts and we're holding 250 up the hill, right? So we're at 25% of our max, essentially. So each revolution, 25%, 25%, 25% for 20 minutes. If we could improve that 1,000 watt max to a 2,000 watt max, and we still hold 250, now we're at whatever that percentage is, 12.5% instead, instead of 25%. So now because it's a lower percentage of max, theoretically, and I think anecdotally, and I think it makes sense, that 12.5% is not going to hurt nearly as much as 25% in terms of the, the, the wear and tear in the muscles and, and how we feel at the end of it. So 
and, and the same in the gym, higher, higher your max squat, then you can do sub max stuff for longer. So we need to figure out which, what, which method we want to use to improve our muscle endurance. Do we just want to do lots of sub max stuff uh, and get used to that? And, or do we want to improve our max, which makes our sub max stuff a lot easier comparatively because we've gotten fitter. Um, so I can see both methods working, but in my mind, the low cadence work is specifically targeting, let's not improve our max strength. It's just improving our ability to hold that 25%, for example, yep. for a longer period of time, which I think is a good stimulus, um, slightly lower aerobic stimulus, but better muscular endurance stimulus. And it is one piece of the pie, but then there's the other element of, do we just want to increase our max strength as well? I don't think it's one or the other. I do think it's both. So I think this session has a place, um, but I don't think you can tick off that session as your strength work done holistically. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where I, t- I tend to agree as well. It's like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad, a bad session or a bad way to go about, uh, about some of that, that training. If you are looking for that very I guess, specific on bike stimulus of trying to improve that muscular endurance. But if you are using it and probably my point to, to clarify from earlier is if you are using it to try and lift that, that maximum ability to produce force, it's like, well, there probably are some better ways to go about that um, on bike in terms of those, yeah, those really short maximal efforts within five, 10 seconds, or we're, we're now jumping in the gym and, and we're, we're getting under some load and, and trying to produce force in that way as a, a little bit more of a general stimulus that, that when we then take that improvement and transfer it onto the bike is going to help, help lift that, that maximal capacity. It's always kind of like what we talk about with, with VO2 to an extent. It's like you, you lift the, the upper end of your, your limits. Well, it makes everything underneath that a lot easier to sustain for a longer period of time. Um, and, and a lot of people who've, who've come in and seen us and, and had improvements in that way would, would probably attest that. It's like, well, 150 watts was kind of borderline top end of zone two last time. If that's like bottom of zone two now, well, it's a hell of a lot easier to sustain. So, um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a time and place for the locate and stuff, but is it something that, yeah, is it going to be the, the most effective way all the time if you only use that? I think there's probably probably good reason to maybe mix it up a bit and bring in a bit of both. Um, I'd probably think about if there's a specific specific event, maybe it is um, uh, maybe there's a particular event you're leading up to where you, you know there's going to be maybe phases of, all right, I'm just going to have to smash the pedals for again and again and again for a long period of time. All right, that might build a bit of that, that specific stimulus, but is it something that you would do that, that low-cadence session for, for months on end leading into? Probably, probably not, or like you're probably going to do it in the last sort of four or six weeks maybe to, to get a bit of that endurance stimulus and then... Um, the rest of it can kind of be done in, in sessions you're already doing. And then, like we said, lifting that maximum maximum at the top end to, to bring up the submax. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. I think both have their place in the training program and you just have to time them well. Like you do your general prep phase way out from racing, then you can afford to just spend all your time in the gym. But then as you get closer to, to race day, you want to keep your volume high on the bike. Uh, you want to try to get a more specific stimulus. And I think lower cadence work for your muscular endurance makes sense. Um, and then depending on your event, you, 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 if you're a, let's say you're a sprint cyclist, uh, end of a crit, for example, you're going to want to do both on the bike max power stuff and in the gym max strength stuff, cause they're going to complement each other. So you can make the call there, but I think, um, I think I'm a fan of doing the lower cadence work specifically for targeting that muscular endurance at the sub max level. So again, not trying to lift up the ceiling of increasing your max strength, just holding a sub max for a long time. I, I like that from a specificity perspective. I can't imagine people jump going to the gym and just doing 30 minutes of step ups, for example, you know, weighted step ups. Like yeah. that's not going to happen. 
Um, so I think I like it for that. I keep my max strength stuff pre-season, in-season, you know, in the gym. I think initially keeping that in the gym and then having a session a week where you do the specific sprints on the bike, It depend- if that's applicable for you. Like if you're not a crit cyclist or a sprint cyclist, don't worry about it. But if you do have to do sprint finishes, I think some on the bike stuff there is good. I think the takeaway message is if you're short on time, you're better off doing it on the bike than not doing it at all yep. uh, in terms of your strength work. But if you can put in a, a fully well-rounded program, I think they're, I think targeting both the on-the-bike muscular endurance stuff makes sense because it's specific and easy to do. Uh, but then doing your max strength power stuff in the gym, whether that's starting out with, with movement competency, moving into um, a max strength phase and then into like a sports specific plyometric phase where you're doing box jumps and things like that. I think those concurrently is what works best. Uh, and the discussion I had with, with, with the athlete who, who has been doing a lot of this low cadence work, we are doing both. We're doing in the gym twice a week. We've just progressed to doing plyometrics. We were doing max strength now into plyometrics. So we've got that top end stuff in the gym, but then we've also got some muscular endurance stuff on the bike, which I think is uh, and anecdotally, he says he feels great. So I think it's an individual thing. I think there's a place for both um, and you just have to figure out what works best for you. But overall, I think it's a tick in the box for the session. It's doing well in the, in the lower, uh, improving specifically local muscular endurance. Uh, but then I think you need to adapt that you know, holistically in a program to have some of that top end stuff, which you best do in the gym initially, and then maybe transfer that to on the bike closer towards race day. Yep. Cool. I think we'll leave it there, Nick. Um, let's keep them short, short and sharp. Uh, we will speak to you on the next one. Hopefully you found that useful. If you want to send a session in, Nick, how do they do it again? Uh, either email it through to myself, nick at metsperformance.com or head over to our Instagram at metsperformance. Uh, send us a direct message on there. I'd love to hear all of your sessions and, and maybe bring them up on the podcast and have a chat about them. Perfect. Speaking on the next one. Hey, podcast. Nick from Mets here. Hopefully you enjoyed another great episode of the Physiology Secrets podcast. If you want to keep up to date with any future episodes we produce, other content we create here, or just anything that's happening in the lab here in general, be sure to click the link below. Sign up to our weekly updates. We're going to receive some absolute gold in terms of what's happening in the lab, what are we seeing and observing, and also some of our old content as well that you might have missed to further understand the science behind endurance performance. So if you are interested, make sure you do click the link below, sign up for those weekly updates, and head over to our social media as well. Follow us along at Instagram at Mets Performance. Head over to Facebook. We have a great YouTube channel as well. Be sure to check out all of our great content that is already up there, but also some of the great stuff that is coming soon. Thanks again. Be sure to share the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed another episode and we'll see you in the next one.